Flirting with the notion that Edward should take her and make her a vampire so they can spend eternity together. Twilight left readers with Bella and Edward poised on that razor's edge of desire. The book became a New York Times best-selling phenomenon, and the saga continued with New Moon, Eclipse, and Breaking Dawn. The first book caught Hollywood's interest, and an adaptation of Twilight, directed by Catherine Hardwick and released by Summit Entertainment, was ready to roll into theaters. The idea that started it all came to Meyer in a dream, the means by which many great artistic creations have come into the world. The doomed Dr. Frankenstein and his monster, for example, came to life in the hypnagogic vision of 19-year-old Mary Wollstonecraft Godwin, soon to be Shelley. She had seen the pale student of unhallowed arts, repulsed by the first sign of life from the man-thing he had constructed, flee to his bedroom, where he prayed it would sink back into dead matter. But when he opened his eyes, he saw his terrible creation pulling back his bed curtains. There's the strange case of writer Robert Louis Stevenson, whose sickly childhood and fevered sleep was haunted by a night hag from which the only escape was to awaken, screaming. By adulthood, Stevenson claimed to have harnessed that speechless midnight fear for his storytelling, with the little people, the brownies, as he called them, providing his slumbering mind with marketable ideas. Such was the night when his wife awakened him as he cried out in his sleep. With some irritation at her interruption, Stevenson told her, I was dreaming a fine boogie tale. His nightmare became Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Unlike the pomp and flash of Shelley's romantic-era clique and Stevenson's lifelong fevers, Stephanie Meyer's life did not portend vampiric dreams. She was born in Connecticut in 1973, but by age four, her family relocated to Phoenix, She and her siblings were neatly divided, three boys and three girls, Stephanie being the second of the girls. As a teenager, she attended high school in Tony Scottsdale, the kind of place where every fall a few girls would come back to school with new noses, and there were Porsches in the student lot, she recalls. She won a National Merit Scholarship that paid her way as an English major at Brigham Young University a school that, consistently and proudly, finishes last on lists of the nation's party schools, Meyer notes with satisfaction. She had known her future husband as an acquaintance from that first year her family arrived in Phoenix, but it took 16 years before the whirlwind courtship that led to marriage and, more than 10 years later, three sons. Everything changed for Meyer the night a vivid dream took her to a forest meadow where she saw an average-looking girl and a stunningly handsome vampire having an intense conversation. Confessions, the thirteenth chapter of Twilight, is essentially a transcript of my dream, Meyer has revealed. Meyer can pinpoint that dream date, the day Twilight was born, June 2, 2003, because when she awakened, it was the first day of swimming lessons for her boys. Throughout that day, she was haunted and compelled to write the story of those two oddly paired characters in the meadow. In a sense, she never awakened from her dream. The lore and legend of vampires stretches into antiquity, with practically every culture having some mythic notion of the creatures, 
often tortured souls who drink the blood of their victims. But the modern fascination with vampires can be traced to a stormy night over Lake Geneva, Switzerland, and a villa that had become refuge to Lord George Gordon Byron, the handsome, brilliant poet who was driven there from England by scandals befitting his notorious appetites and melancholic musings. This particular night, while a torrential downpour raged outside, Byron, along with the aforementioned Mary W. Godwin, her lover and future husband, the poet Shelley, and one Dr. John Polidori, spent the midnight hours exchanging tales of horror and the supernatural, and agreed to a contest to see who could write the best such story. In posterity's judgment, Mary won with Frankenstein, but Polidori produced The Vampire, published anonymously in 1819, but ascribed to the brooding Byron, whose own doomed, dark, and romantic nature had the...